Welcome to the Riding from the Inside Out, Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about how I became a horse girl as a child and why I've returned to being a horse girl as an adult. I discuss what I've learned about why many of us are horse girls, what that inexplicable heart and soul-based force is that draws us to horses like moths to a flame, how I've learned that our relationships with horses can be an opportunity for us as horse girls to empower ourselves at our deepest inner self levels, and how by doing so, we can feel more empowered in all aspects of our lives, including in our riding and our relationships with horses. In this show, I'll share personal stories of my journey to date and how I continue to practice doing this day to day in my relationship with my current horses. I'll also periodically interview other women about how they're empowering themselves as horse girls as well. So join me as we go on this journey of empowering our horse girl selves together. Welcome back to the Riding from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about why are you a horse girl anyway? So let's just dive right into this topic. You know, in thinking about this topic, I want to explain to you a little bit about how it came. Um, I'm in the process of launching this podcast, actually, and um, just sharing the first few episodes. So I've had a lot of opportunity to really think about you know, why, why am I doing this? And and what is the call for it? And if you listen to the first episode, you also heard that I had some, some false starts in going in a different direction under the same name with a different subtitle of a different podcast that's now been deleted. Um, Things that were valuable and useful, but my heart just wasn't really in it for the long term or wasn't quite right. And so I've had a lot of um, I wouldn't say I've had a lot of time. I've kind of taken a lot of time to really get more clear on myself and, and what I'm doing and why I'm starting, you know, this particular podcast and, and where I'm going with it. So I was, um, getting ready to launch the first three episodes, which, um, probably by the time this episode comes out, those will, you know, be out. But I was able to kind of like, stop and look more at the use of the word horse girl out there in the world. And, you know, one of the things that's really interesting is that when you kind of like step away from something, you know, you step outside the norm, um, you know, it's like stepping out of being in the forest and, and seeing the forest and, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? It's like when you step out and away from something and then you come back, you see things, 
you see things you didn't see before because you have new insight and new experience, but also things may have changed and, and you see those things that have changed and you have a different perspective on it. And a lot of what I share and what I'm sharing, you know, has to do with a, a different lens and a different view that I now have, um, about a lot of experiences I had when I was younger about horses in general. And, you know, one of the things that I've, I've really been thinking a lot about is, you know, if you relate to the term horse girl or, you know, horse lover that happens to be female, um, why, you know, what, what is it? Because one of the things one of the things that I've been doing is is looking at that term horse girl and how it's used out there. And I got into a big, you know, discussion with my husband this morning when I was making my morning smoothie. And I realized like just how fire brim filled and passionate I got when I was trying to explain to him about the horse world and what it was like and what it's like now, you know, the, what it was like in the Northeast of, um, the United States showing, you know, hunter equitation and what it was like. Cause I also did, uh, prior to that I rode Western and I did like the quarter horse circuit. And then before that I did Western fun and games, but really, you know, where the bulk of my, um, riding and my focus and my love has been has been in hunter and equitation um and then now uh more exploring dressage and 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 other things as well but i i've kind of had a lot of time to think about this term horse girl and the thing is why are you identifying with that term I find it really helpful to think about why do you do what you do? Um, In my work, I've come very much to learn that the biggest clarity comes by looking within ourselves by looking inside of ourselves. That's why this podcast is called Riding from the Inside Out. And whether you ride or you're a nine rider, it it doesn't matter because to me it's really about the heart and soul connection that you have with horses and um, going from an inner perspective uh, and understanding how you can empower yourself in all areas of your life from that. So whether you don't ride these days or you used to ride or you've never ridden but you just feel the connection or you ride all the time it's all under this category but what I what I've found is that when we come from an inner perspective we can kind of really get clear um get clearer and get more clarity that is more empowering for us, more uh, helpful for us. Um, Time and time again, what I have found is that when, in, in all areas of my life, when I do things 
for some kind of outside reward or outside um, recognition or outside feeling that it's, it doesn't serve me, bottom line. Um, It doesn't serve me. And this is, it's hard to articulate though, because I love doing lots of outer things like like, um, like I loved showing, you know, I thought it was just so wonderful. Um, I love, you know, I love looking at beautiful design. There's a lot of like outer things. But what I come to understand is that those things serve me when I start from an inner perspective first, an inner knowing first, like, listening to my own heart, listening to my own soul, listening to my own feelings, and really getting clear on those things. And then letting myself have these wonderful, you know, experiences in the world. And um, I think in the episode that I talked about, uh, you know, what was going on with my writing and why something was was off, it was because I, I got confused. You know, I got confused about that. I, I started showing um, because it was really fun to take this thing that I loved and, and then to go out in other, you know, arenas, if you will, of showing and having the experience of competing. But when I suddenly was like on this kind of like mouse wheel of then just showing for the ribbon and showing for showing, even though that's not really what I was kind of doing. It's kind of what ended up starting to kind of, I don't know, it's like I lost my connection with my own original spark. Everything went to, you know, I don't want to lose my good rating, but it went to H-E-L-L in a handbag is really what it did within me. Um, And so this really brings me back to what I find is that it's really important to look at things from an inner perspective, from within us, and then out. And that's why this podcast, again, has this emphasis on from the inside out. And this is something that I do in in all of my work through my own personal journey of learning this. Because believe me, I lived from the outside in for a long time. And uh, uh, let's just say it didn't end up giving me what I thought it would. It didn't end up feeling the way I thought it would. It didn't end up serving me and benefiting me and 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 all of that in the ways that it seemed like it would or it should. But when I come from within myself, from an inner perspective, and then proceed to walk in the world and do things outside from that perspective, that inner perspective being lined up, that's a whole different ball game. And that's really what this podcast is all about in a relationship with, you know, our horses. Um, so let's, let's kind of dive into this a little bit more. I mean, I've been diving in, but why 
are you a horse girl anyway? So for me, I've talked about, you know, it was this thing. It was just this thing when I was little. It was like this being enamored with these animals. And I didn't even know why. I mean, I loved animals and and I, I, I think I loved nature. I wouldn't have known at age, you know, four and five how to articulate that. But, um, but there was something about when my sister got started on this pony and then I started watching her that I was like, wow, there's something there. And it wasn't because, you know, it wasn't because the media portrayed it as cool. It wasn't because they read any books where like all the cool kids were doing it. It wasn't because of any of that. Um, you know, I'm showing my age here, but we didn't have the internet back then. Um, we didn't have, and I didn't have, I was in, um, an even smaller town in Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania than where I grew up. Um, at that age, we lived in an even smaller town and I did not have exposure to a lot of stuff. So really it was this feeling and this spark that happened and the spark just kind of didn't really make any sense. I mean, we didn't come from a horse family, but my sister got involved with this pony. And then the next thing you know, I'm watching her and I'm just feeling like, wow, there is something there. There is something there. And all I know is this is what I need to do. And so then I talked in this podcast in the previous episodes around, you know, five, that was around age four, I think I was about age four when my sister got involved with um, a pony across the road from us. And and then I started observing that I don't even know that I'd ever really seen a horse before that or a pony before that. And then um, around age five or age six, why, you know, I rode her pony a little bit, but then I started riding you know, on my own more starting at age five or six. Um, And then that continued. But the thing is, why? You know, why? And what I, what I have come to understand so much is that, you know, it is this heart and soul based connection. And it is to me, there is this thing about horses and ponies, their beauty, their strength, their stamina, um, their power, that I feel like a lot of girls, boys too, um, absolutely, I'm not knocking boys, as a matter of fact, um, at all. But my focus in this podcast is is really on the female dynamic. Um and so there is there is um a draw a connection and i really do think it has to do with just kind of where the role of women have been culturally um where the role of women has been culturally and 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 it affects us but 
there there have always been, you know, a few different camps. I I find at least in my experience of horse girls and that is those that seem to get into it like because it seems kind of cool you know it's like it's like this cool thing like yeah ride a horse ride a pony yeah um and and it's this like thing to do and and maybe because their friends are doing it or maybe because it kind of looks glamorous or 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 whatever um or it just seems fun right and 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 that's cool you know sometimes you just you don't know why you're drawn to something and and it's important to kind of check it out and see is this thing for you um so I'm not knocking people that are like that. As a matter of fact, when I was, I remember um, when I was in my mid to late 20s, um, really getting into mountain biking. Um, I had never really done it before. And then I did it a couple of times and I was like, this is really fun. This seems really cool. There was something in it that spoke to me and it was kind of like this idea of you know going down this down this path down this road and and dealing with you know rocks and and pushing myself to get up the hill and 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 all of that and so I became a really avid mountain biker for I don't know like a few years um and I, I was kind of like, I kind of kicked butt actually, because um, even though I wasn't like hardcore wanting to be like a, I don't know, like competing or, or whatever, um, I would go out mostly with men and I'd be like, yeah, I mountain bike. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like she really does. Cause I really liked doing technical stuff and I really liked doing hard stuff and I kind of kicked butt. And they were like, wow, okay, she really is into mountain biking. And I did that. And it was it was really fun. And it was really cool. And then there was like this time where, I don't know, it just kind of like, it's like I checked that box off. And it was cool. Um, I'm glad I did it. And then I just, it wasn't for me anymore. It was like something I experienced to see, you know, do I, do I like this? And, you know, at the time I was like, am I a mountain biker? Am I this like mountain biker person that just like loves to mountain bike? This is my passion. And I was really excited about it for a while. You know, it really was my passion for a while until it wasn't until it was like, okay, that's cool. Been there, done that. That was fun. Now I'm going to sell my bike and I don't really need to mountain bike anymore. But there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad I did it. But there are, there are some girls, some women, some females that, you know, have kind of been like that as, as, as horse girls in the horse world, right? Like there's something that draws them. They, um, think it's really cool. They like, maybe they're attracted to the speed of the horse or, or, you know, maybe it's just, I don't know, 
something, um, the beauty of the horse, the coolness of the horse, and they, and they do it and they have fun. And then a lot of times with those girls, you know, um, maybe, you know, you see a big jump of when girls, you know, kind of hit puberty or they start really liking boys and then the boys become more important than the riding and the horses. Um, and you see that and then they, they kind of leave and it's like more, um, back in my day, it was kind of more like, you know, makeup became more important and dressing a certain way became more important and, you know, whatever. Um, and then they would just kind of fall away and, and not do, not ride. Um, and, and they would leave the sport. And that's cool. You know, that's really cool. That they did that. But there are other girls, other females that it, whether or not, you know, you quit at some point, because like in my case, you know, I, I needed to financially, but I also kind of feel like what I've come to understand is how I realized that my own connection to horses was had had gone a had gone awry it had gone astray and i really kind of knew that i needed to get a different perspective um to kind of come back those are the types of horse girls that i'm talking to um where it is there is this draw. It's really strong. It does not go away. Whether you're actively riding a horse or you're not actively riding a horse, it may go on hiatus. You may tell yourself it's something you used to do, um, but some part of your heart is always connected to the horse at a very, very, very core level that maybe you can't understand or explain. That's what I'm talking about. That's, those are the kinds of people that I think are the people that hopefully are listening to this podcast because I feel like, you know, this is a big world. There's all different kinds of people in it. But I feel like when you, the, the opportunities for truly empowering yourself in the ways that I talk about in this podcast that I'm going to be talking about. And I've been learning that I did without knowing what I was doing as a kid and as a young adult. And then I even do now every day today and that I practice doing now because I know what the heck I'm doing. And I, well, somewhat, and I'm learning more about how to actually use this to my advantage, this, this practice of empowering myself through my, my love of horses, um, that I, I realized that it is, it's like the true draw and connection of the horses is what gives the courage and the inspiration and the extra mile and motivation to, and I've talked about this before, kind of like embrace the hard stuff, do the hard stuff, um, find 
solutions, find ways to make something, you know, happen. Like with mountain biking, I didn't, I didn't have that. I wasn't like, you know, if someone like, if my bike got wrecked and I didn't have the money to buy another mountain bike, I would have been like bummed out, but I wouldn't have been like, I wouldn't have been like devastated or I wouldn't have been like just heartbroken or I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done whatever it took to get another bike. I wouldn't have done that. I just wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. It didn't connect with my heart and soul that much. But with horses, with horses, I did do that. With ponies, I did do that. And um, this is what I'm saying. When you're the kind of a horse girl that has that kind of a deep, it is inexplicable, you don't even understand it. It is goes beyond words. It is something at a soul level. It is like there is just something about them and it doesn't just like, it's not just a trend and it just doesn't just fall away that that, that thing is what allows you to be on a path of then empowering yourself in all kinds of ways. Because it creates this kind of inner resilience and inner strength. And, and, you know, it's not to say that somebody that rides for a while and, and then quits doesn't also develop resilience. They do. I mean, I developed resilience in my mountain biking. Um, but the resilience that I developed riding and having horses around me and what I was doing and the resilience that I developed, you know, mountain biking or there's various other activities and, and, and things that I've done that are kind of like mountain biking where I kind of tried on that hat and went all in on it and then realized it was cool that I had done it, but it wasn't really me. Like those things taught me resilience. I, I kicked butt in those things. That's really cool. Um, it felt really good, but it didn't create the kind of impact and empowerment in my life that something that I really feel a connection with does. And there are two big things that have always, always been the things that I've been drawn to. And that is the horses, um, animals too, but there's something about specifically the horses and working with them. Um, and also for me, it's also creativity and creating, creating, being in a, a creator and um, exploring that side of myself. Those two areas have been these things that have served me the most in my life. And in this podcast, we focus all on, you know, the horse, the horse side of it. Um, my other podcast, Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing Your Unique and Creative Selves, focuses on what I've learned about my creativity and being a creator and, and how, how I can empower myself in those ways. Um, I guess because, you know, I've never 
been just a one a one subject kind of girl. I don't know. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that what kind of horse girl are you? You know, it, it's cool that I tried mountain biking out and it's cool that I went, you know, kind of all in on it because I was able to then say, that's cool. I did that. And it's not for me. Um, I'm glad I did that. And I did it with other, you know, with other things too, with like hiking and, um, I don't know, a, a bunch of other, a bunch of other activities and, and hobbies and things like that. Secretly between you and me, what I actually think I was doing in a lot of cases was I was trying to see if there was anything kind of like, kind of like equivalent to the horses for me. Because in those days, I couldn't really see how to get back in the horse world. I didn't know how to make that work. So I was trying to find something else that might be as powerful as my connection with horses. And I also didn't understand why my connection with horses and riding, you know, as, as a, as a junior, when I, um, you know, owned my last horse, um, why, why I had that disconnect, that emptiness that I talked about in, um, a previous episode. And so I think I was kind of like searching within myself, you know, searching to figure out what am I and what is it that I like and what do I really care about, you know, and, you know, it's so funny. My horse life these days is not what I thought it would be when I decided to get actively back into horses, um, you know, I, I thought that I would be riding. I thought maybe that I might, you know, start showing again. Or I thought maybe I might get into dressage and start showing. And I may, I may still do those things. Um, I probably will. Um, but I kind of, I kind of feel like I needed to get my own, like, foundation correct, and and really figure out what horses and my connection with horses was about. And um, these days, you know, I mean, it's, it's winter in Montana, we don't have an indoor riding arena. Um, You know, our pasture is a mess, I don't even have an outdoor ring. Um, So you know, there's been there's been no riding um, for a while, and there won't be, you know, until the spring, actually. And, and, and this summer, um, I didn't ride the way that I thought I would, but I have these horses on my property and I interact with them every day and I do a lot of things related to them, like thinking about their feet and moving, you know, uh, moving hay and, and, you know, doing all kinds of maintenance to the property. And there's always stuff. There's always stuff that comes up. And my connection with the horses is very different now than what I thought it would be. But I really see how it is this 
heart and soul based connection. It is this deep, doesn't need to be a certain way. When I just let go of needing to be a certain way, when I let go of having to ride or I let go of, you know, having to show or I let go of having to have my horses look a certain way or, or, you know, be a certain way or, or anything external. Um, I experience just these random, unexpected, beautiful moments of connection and joy and beauty um but also like really hard things like frustration and annoyance and sometimes anger and impatience and and all of that I mean my podcast um adventures in ranching starting a small horse ranch in Montana was a lot about that. Oh my gosh, we had so many, we navigated, I navigated so many challenges in setting up our property from scratch to accommodate our horses. And it was hard. You know, it was so hard. Now I look back, I'm like, what was so hard about it? But when I was in the midst of it, I didn't know how to start a property from scratch. And it was hard. And sometimes I felt like crying. And sometimes I felt like I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, you know, I did that. And I feel that empowerment from doing that. And I did it from this this connection, this spark, this like, I've just got to have horses again, or a horse again is what I thought. Um, I wasn't even thinking about two. And then it was like, I really need the horse to be on our property. And so that's just what we did. It's just like what I had to do from within my heart. And this is what I'm talking about. When there is this thing that you're really honest with yourself about as to why and what it is. And, you know, you're really kind of checking in with your feelings and your, your, um, your own knowing. When you get clear on that, It's what allows this kind of empowerment that I'm talking about to happen. It's a deep empowerment. It is, it is the kind of empowerment where you do things and, and afterwards you're like, how the heck did I do that? But you did it. Um, you did it. And you're like, I don't even know how I did it, but I did it. It's like you don't know the path ahead. You don't know how to do it. You don't know anything, but you just put one foot in front of the other and you commit and then things happen. And you may struggle and you may be angry and you may get frustrated and you may sometimes cry and you may get upset and you may be confused and you may feel lost and you may feel joy and you may feel ecstatic and you may feel thrilled and you may feel all the gamut, all the gamut of experiences. But those experiences, when you go through all of them, Those are the ones that I find are what really make 
me feel like I'm empowering myself from within. I am more me. I become more me. And then it it allows me to become more me in other areas of my life. It allows me, you know, when I meet someone to to be more me and and to not feel like I have to look a certain way or be a certain way. Um it it, it, it it's it's what allows me to give myself permission to be the fullness of me, the the quirkiness of me, to figure it out myself and also to express it to the world unabashedly, unashamedly. Um, is that a word, unashamedly? I don't know. I like that word, unashamedly, whatever. Um, the bottom line is when we come from this inner perspective, I find that it really serves me. And I think it really serves us. And when I'm talking about the kind of deep, deep empowerment that I'm talking about, the kind of resilience that is really deep that affects you in all areas of your life, the kind of empowerment that affects you in all areas of your life. Um, and check out the about page on my website at michellewaldo.com. Click about um, to read a little bit more about this if you're if you're curious. Uh, but when we do that, it's like we get to the true essence of us and we get to a feeling where we feel it's like a truth within ourselves. Um, when we're, when things are off, we feel it. We feel it. Like for me, mountain biking, it was really fun to mountain bike. It was really cool. It was really fun. But I never felt, even though it seemed like I was really into it for a while, and I thought maybe I was like really heart-based into it, there was something always off and some part of me knew it, but I couldn't quite clarify it or understand it until I could. And then I was like, all right, I'm, this is cool. I've done this. I've done this. But when you find something that not only you feel that kind of connection with, that is beyond logic. It is, like I say, this heart and soul based inexplicable thing that you feel connected to. And for me, horses, I mean, all animals, but especially horses, um, in how I work with them and creativity are these two big areas that when we find that within ourselves, we also find it's like an endless pathway for our lives. Like, I feel like there is no shortage. As long as I allow myself to be honest within myself with my connection with horses, there's no shortage for where I can go. There's no shortage as long as I am right with myself in my own heart and soul connection with the horses. There's 
all kinds of really darn cool things I can navigate in the world with the horses. Like in this case right now, it's having horses on my property. It's something I dreamed about for my whole life. And knowing how to do that, knowing how to deal with all the different ups and downs and all that, that's like a really big thing that I'm doing right now. But, you know, I I might get back into um, riding more. I might decide to show. I might decide to explore other disciplines. I might decide, I don't know, I think I want to get into some some breeding and, and some other things. I, I feel like the road is ahead of me with all of the different areas that I can go on in my horse girl life. And it's exciting and it's exhilarating. I know I'm going to be navigating, you know, some rocky challenges when I go into new areas and I might get angry and frustrated and upset and whatever. But when I tune into this connection with the horses and my love of them, that's what gives me the push, the intrinsic drive and motivation that causes me to do these things that then bring me this incredible sense of empowerment and alignment with my own true self. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm really talking about in this podcast. How we can do this in our horse girl lives when I was a kid, I remember, um, well, when I was a kid, I was a teen. And um, in my later teen years, I um, I taught lessons um, uh, under for my trainer. Um, I was kind of like a, an assistant trainer to her, but I would take uh, and teach lessons to beginners on my own. Um, these days, I think there's, you know, different rules about that and I don't know how that works um, in the show world these days. But in those days, it kind of wasn't a big deal for, for me to do that. Um, it was part of how I paid for the horse that I was leasing from her that I couldn't afford myself. And, um, and show, you know, not show fees, because I paid for those myself. I, you know, I paid for those in other ways. But um, coaching fees and lessons and all of that was, you know, I worked for her. Um, and I, even as a, even as a teen, I remember there would be these kids that would come in, um, in two different camps. Uh, I don't mean literally two different camps. I mean, two different types of kids that would come in, whether they were boys or girls. And of course, you know, it was like 90% girls and 10% boys, but, um, there were kids that came in uh, that were like, you know, yay, they want to check out riding, you know, riding ponies and learning some things. And, and, and um, I would quickly kind of, even, even when they were, you know, age six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, whatever, whatever age, five, um, I could kind of quickly see in the lessons like the ones that 
were doing it because it was it seemed kind of cool you know there was something about it that seemed kind of fun but their heart wasn't really in it it was kind of like me with the mountain biking um like something drew them um you know some of them it was very obvious that that they only got into it because like their neighbor got into it and it seemed kind of glamorous and like the thing to do it's just like oh you know you you ride horses I want to ride horses that looks really cool and I'll look cool and whatever there were those kids in that camp in that group um and then there were also ones that kind of like just were kind of checking it out maybe they had an interest in in horses and ponies and they were checking it out and um and then there were the other ones the ones that I'm talking about and they were really the only ones I really enjoyed teaching (laughs) because they were willing to do whatever it took I'll never forget a riding lesson with a young a young boy and clearly his um, parents had uh, decided that he should take riding lessons. Um, I don't know, you know, why. But, uh, you know, here I was, I was doing a private lesson with him. And, you know, he's on this pony and we're trotting around and he's just kind of like, you know, he's kind of like, oh look a butterfly or you know I'd be like okay let's get our weight in our heels and he'd you know like he just his attention and his focus was not there um I do remember though having a student that it was really different she was like really into it I don't know what happened to her I don't I don't remember the details, but I remember like, she's the one that I wanted to teach. She's the one that I wanted to give lessons to. Why? Because she was me. You know, she was, she was like me. She was like, she was there for a reason. She was there. She wanted to know everything. She wanted to learn everything. She was focused. She was committed. She was into it. She was passionate. She would go the extra mile. She wasn't like the me that I was talking about that explored mountain biking. She was the one that knew she had this heart and soul-based connection to horses and she probably didn't even know why and didn't understand it she just knew she had to do it and she had to keep doing it and she didn't know why and she didn't know what and she didn't know what it meant but she did it that's what I'm talking about that's what I'm talking about that's hopefully who I'm talking to in this podcast And you know, if you are like that girl, and you are resonating with what I'm talking about, and this is truly something that you feel connected to, whether you ride or you don't ride, or whether you haven't been near a horse in years, because you haven't figured out how to have that kind of all-encompassing passion alongside your family, your life, your work, your whatever, your finances, whatever, because believe me, been there, done that. 
if you are that, celebrate it. Appreciate that you have found something in your life, whether you're actively doing it or not, that is truly core to your soul. Not everybody has that. Not everybody understands what it's like when you have that kind of connection. It is so valuable. And in this podcast, you know, this is, this is who, if you have that, that's, that's who I want to be speaking to right now. That's who I want to be speaking to because really what I find is that when you have that clarity in yourself, it's like, that's where you can go in this journey of this empowerment empowering yourself and it affects everything at the deepest levels of your being that's who I'm wanting to speak to and that's who I create things for and do things for and you know what I think that there are I don't want to go on a big negative rant but it can be hard to be that horse girl in this world sometimes it can be hard to navigate um it can be hard to it, it's like sometimes like it seems like there are a lot of other conflicts that make it hard for us to do and pursue that that's what this podcast is about, is about how to continue doing that and how to speak up for yourself and give yourself credit for being that and doing that and for practicing, choosing to practice how to embrace this part of yourself and empower yourself. And to be honest, let's talk about also being that for those younger girls, those versions of us, just like us that are young and they are trying to navigate in the world that they're navigating in. Let's talk about, let's talk about how we can be the role models for them to find their way to navigate their path all of the things that I do that I want to do with this podcast that I want to do with things that I have that I'm creating that are um, things that I think I've found to be really helpful in, in learning how to do this and practicing doing this. And I love sharing that. So I'm going to be creating some of those things to be able to share with other people, um, physical products and, and, and other kind of like, um, other kind of programs and things that, that can help people. But when we, when we do this, I feel like 
I feel like it's bettering the world because when you're when you're true within your own heart and then within your own heart you're empowering yourself in the ways that I'm talking about and then you're just being in that way by practicing it's like you're an inspiration and you're a beacon for other people because really everybody I believe is trying to find their own version of that and maybe for some people you know it's not truly horses horses are just a um, something they check out for a while but if if it's horses for you allow yourself to embrace that allow yourself to understand that give yourself a pat on the back for having discovered that and whether you're actively living your horse life right now or it's on hold or it's on hiatus or it's never stopped realize that acknowledging this within yourself and being aware of this within yourself affects the world. It affects you in all areas of your life. And I really do think it also affects the world in really, really wonderful ways. And I think that the more of us that do this, the more of us that truly, truly do this, and we allow ourselves to speak out and share this kind of perspective about horses and this kind of perspective about what the horse-human dynamic, um, and in my case, particularly the horse-human-female dynamic can be. It's a good thing for the world. It's a good thing for us and for the world. And it's a good thing for the horses as well. So I'm sure I'll talk a lot more about that moving forward, but this is just what I wanted to share for today. And so I leave you with just this same question again, which is, why are you a horse girl anyway? Ponder it. Because I've found that when I ponder questions like that, the end result of what awarenesses I come to are immeasurable. So I will end on that note until the next episode. I'm so glad you joined me for today's episode of the Riding from the Inside Out Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or you're enjoying this podcast, hit the subscribe button on your favorite player or in iTunes so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Also, share this episode with anyone else who might connect with this material. To learn more about my other offerings, visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.